This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, listeners. I'm Allie, and this is Quad Pro Quo. As always, I'm joined by my three co-hosts, Tammy. Hello. Guido. Hello. And Matt. Hello there. We are a film podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs. Each month we pick a theme and each week one of us picks a movie that falls within that theme. But January is special because we dedicate it to the birthday boy, Nicolas Cage. And we are in round two of... Cage match! Round one was my pick of Honeymoon in Vegas against Guido's pick of... I lost, all right? Snake Eyes. And who won? <laughs> Honeymoon in Vegas! So now, in Cage Match Round 2, we see Tammy's pick of... Gone in 60 Seconds. Against Matt's pick of... Mandy. We will vote on the same five categories of Best Movie Overall, Best Supporting Cast, Best Car, Best Action, and what am I, I always best freak out. Thank freak you, out best session. freak out. It can't be the whole movie. And then at the end of this episode, we will reign or we will crown the best cage movie of second annual and, cage match. And would you like to welcome our guest? I would love to welcome our unofficial arbiter, who happens to be related to one of the people on this podcast, Taylor. Well, he's actually yeah, hey. related to two people in the that's, podcast. I mean, one of them's by marriage. One's though. by marriage, though. And yeah. Michelle and I are also soul sisters. So. Oh. Yeah. We both love Home Alone, so. Oh, yeah. that's Home yeah. Alone, too. Home Alone, Lost too. In New York. Yeah, let's, let's clarify that. Uh, yes, I'm back like a bad penny in Delaware. <laughs> I am back. Okay, get ready. Yeah. All right. In round two, again, Tammy is going to go first. Tammy, you have 30 minutes to defend your Nick Cage movie. Are you ready? Yes, I think so. All right. I am I am never ready. Do we you have are to do we have ready. to no, do you want us to warm her, me up and be like Let her do yeah. do you want to play? Let's run. I need I need I'll you put, to I'll put the music in. Put the music in. I will put the music in. Ready? Three, two, one. Let's okay. ride. Did you press the, the So <laughs> my movie, Gone in Sixty Seconds, came out in the year two thousand. Huh. It <laughs> It had a budget of ninety million and it grossed two hundred and thirty seven million dollars. Wow. I would say the most profitable movie of all the cage movies we've That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's a remake. Um the original was made in nineteen it was created in nineteen seventy four. Uh it was written by H. B. Halik And there's a lot of like references. Um Scott Rosenberg. Who also Screen. wrote Con Air yeah. and Beautiful Girls Quad Pro Quo Love. <laughs> you just read that off my paper. No, but I saw his name. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the screenplay was written by Scott Rosenberg. He also wrote Beautiful Wait, Girls. Wait, what else did he do? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I apologize. Um, thanks. I'm sorry. And it was directed by Dominic Cena. He directed uh, Citizen Kane, right? I'm not sure. He did. I didn't really. I never heard of him, so I didn't really he did look it. him up. Oh, I was just, I, I was wondering what else he directed. It was Casablanca. Oh, Casablanca. Yeah. He actually directed, he also directed Jaws the Revenge, the best Jaws. Oh, God, really? Okay. So this star-studded cast 
Uh, includes. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna list list them out. What, everyone. <laughs> it's got my favorite homewrecker in it. I hey, you only have 30 minutes. How are you going to well, list the entire cast? We've got Mary. We've got Barbara. We've got Lindsay. We've got Alma. We've oh. got Madeline. We've got Patricia, Carol, Daniela, Stephanie, Aaron, Pamela, Stacy, and Kate. Vanessa, Denise, Diane, Iris, Nadine, Angelina. Nadine's my favorite. Rose, Susan, Megan, Tracy, Rachel, Bernadine. Can somebody wake me up? Deborah, Gina, Hillary, Kimberly, Dorothy, Donna, Samantha, Ellen, Gabriella, Shannon, Jessica, Sharon, Tina, Marsha, Natalie, Virginia, Tanya, Grace, Ashley, Kathy, Lynn, Lisa, and number one. Eleanor. Nadine's my favorite. Amazing. That's a 1967 Ferrari GTB4 cam. That I actually read about this movie. Sure. Uh, the 50 women's names are actually White House interns before Monica Lewinsky. Oh that's, that's, Lord. That's, that's how many Bill Clinton went. Hi wow. What? That what? is a fun fact. He told you were all gonna say they're in that song. Pamela. What do you do with that cigar? <laughs> I'd like to know where he put the cigar in Eleanor. <laughs> Yes. Right up the tailpipe. There, there were seven Eleanor replicas created for all the stunts in the movie. I love that car. It's the only one that they made so many for. It's gorge. And um, Nicolas Cage actually has one, uh, and then that's why Jerry Bruckheimer has the other one. That's why he's Shocker. that's why he's bankrupt. So the movie starts out with um, Nicolas Cage's little bro, who's decided to follow in his footsteps, played by Giovanni Ribisi. Oh, I thought it was Casey Affleck. Scientologist. Uh, name, uh, Kip Rains is, is the character's name. So he decides uh, with his buds, they're working for uh, a guy named Raymond Kalitri. Raymond Kalitri. Quad pro quo alum. Oh, wood yeah. is warm. I wood like wood. Metal's <laughs> cold. Uh, and Metal's he's cold. played by Christopher Eck. Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston. Quad pro, quad pro love. And his real accent. Doctor Who number nine. So him and a couple of his other friends, um, he has a team of, of friends also. Um, they lift cars, exotic cars. He's pretty sloppy. He sloppy, uh, slippy sloppy. Gets into the Porsche dealership and decides he's going to smash the Porsche through the window, make a mess, drive all over Los Angeles, flirt with girls, do oh, street yeah. races. That's what you do. Get chased by police cars and basically ruin your whole operation uh, That's because totally... the police follow you. Are they boosting these cars for parts or to ship mm. over I love the slang, Allie. They are boosting. Yeah, but are they boosting they're boosting it to ship overseas so just like other people can buy them? Is that yeah, what, is that the point? They're, they're, they're going to Ibiza, Ibiza? Ibiza? Ibiza. Ibiza. They're, yeah, they're basically boosting these cars so like some rich asshole over there can get it for cheap yep. rather than go through the, the dealership. Channels. <laughs> yeah, this is in the yeah. same universe as the Lord of War. Oh, okay. So. Another Nick Cage movie. So the cops uh, with their helicopters and their many cop cars follow them to the shipyard. Uh, and then him and his team manage to escape. And the the same cop, Detective Roland Castlebeck, who uh, let Nicolas Cage go in his past, Delroy Lindo Delroy is Lindo. who plays him. You, I mean, if the, there was a round in the in cage in cage match of best um, on screen character names, you would win this out hands down. Right, mm. Randall Reigns, Castle Bet. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah. So him and Timothy uh, Oliphant, who who uh, is the other detective, hot, hot. Uh, so they uh, start casing the operation and working it up. They're on to Kip. 
Kip is in big trouble. Raymond Kalitri has him in his possession. And Atlee Jackson, played by Will Patton, is, is kind of a middleman. So he works Armageddon. for... Armageddon. We haven't done Armageddon. Yeah, though, we, but he is yeah, in that. He's, he's not a chaplain. Yeah, he's not a quad At the craps alone. tables. He was head goon number one in the Punisher movie. So he's he's now working for Raymond Kalitri. And he's like, you're, you're fucked. I'm going to go get your brother. And... His brother, uh, Memphis, has Again, gotten clean, played by name. Nick Cage. Uh, he's working uh, for little little it's kids. Adorable. He's working at a shop. He's mentoring little kids racing. And then like he's got little- blonde hair. Instructs <laughs> this character from his past and tells him all about how his little brother is in trouble and they need his help. Yep. Like so I- for those 10 seconds, you're free. To be completely That's honest right. with you, I would I would have loved this movie if it was just about um, Memphis teaching these kids how to ride go karts. I feel like it's Little Giants, but with go karts. That would have <laughs> that would have been a great movie. Wasn't um, there is a movie about little kids and go karts? There is Miracle in Lane Two with yeah. Frankie Muniz. Frankie it's a Munoz, Disney yes. Channel original film. Yes, yes, yes. Thank yes. you. Yes, thank you, Taylor. Also, you have proved your worth. But it wasn't. They <laughs> were. That's also about. To bring awareness to disabled people, though. That wasn't go kart. <laughs> that wasn't go kart racing, though. That was downhill racing. It was like it was like it was more dangerous. Or like Pinewood Derby. Yeah, it was like yeah. Pinewood Derby, but okay. the kids were in the car. That's what it uh, doesn't matter. Heavyweights was a Disney Channel movie. Oh, and no, heavy, so no, heavyweights was a legit theatrical release. All right, keep going, Tams. So uh, Memphis comes back. He meets Raymond Kalitri as he's crushing his brother in a car and gets. I made this for your brother. Gonna put him in it. It's a coffin. He finds out he only has three days to gather fifty exotic cars, uh, and they have zero of them. And he's like, "This can't be done." And he's like, "It has to be done, or your brother's dead." It has I mean, to be done. Lucky enough, they live in Los Angeles, where Lots all these cars, cars would be available. Yeah, yeah but is- they lived in like Wichita, Kansas. Probably not. So first things first, he goes and meets his mentor. Robert Duvall, who is his mentor, is Otto, and he tells Otto the, you know, the problem, and Otto's like, all right, all right, we'll do it, we'll do it. (laughs) So then we assemble the team. So they call the list of people that was on his team when he was boosting cars before. So this includes Sway, ex-girlfriend of Memphis, uh, Angelina Jolie, what do we (laughs) think of her look? <laughs> Sporting white girl, uh, dreads. Not really dreads. No. They're just it's, it's coming. No. It's coming. All right. It's twisted up. Come twisted up. So come. That is look. terrible cultural appropriation. Is that hair gel? And her lips are so dry. The entire movie. Why did they make them like that? Gorgeous lips, and they look like they are. And she sucks on them all. So the whole movie. They just need. They just need Sphinx. Moisture. Sphinx has better lips than she does. Ooh, Vinnie Jones. You guys see her vaginal lips throughout. The oh movie. my god, vagina. So <laughs> those probably are wet all the time. The Sphinx. He was happy to leave his job at the morgue. Yes. Um, he left a sandwich on a corpse. That was cool. Yeah. Donnie Ast- Astricky. Donnie Astricky is played by Chi McBride. He's, He's great. Him. I love that scene where he's like, get me the fuck away from this he's the, driving school the driver's instructor. Ah. Okay. Yeah, he, he was on like Boston Legal. Like he was like, uh, he was, he was. He, he was in that movie, him. Let's Go to Prison. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that movie. With um, Dax Shepard and. Uh, no, no one saw that. 
No one saw it. So that's like the core original. And then we've got all these new kids. So um, Kip brings <laughs> Toby, Tumblr, and Freb, as well as his uh, mirror man is played by TJ Cross, which I think is a rapper. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Frep? His name was Frep? Frep is the guy that Frappuccino. that boosted the car with heroin in it. Yeah. Oh, oh the guy yeah. that he the yeah. guy from the guy from Independence Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Everybody needs to eat, right? And then Scott Kahn is Tumblr. Scott Kahn. Progeny. He learned nothing you, from you, his dad. Do you follow no. him? Bo baby. Do you follow him in the confidants or is it just no, solely it's James? Solely solely James. So and then William Lee Scott plays Toby, which he's like the sweet like his start name. He's like the hacker uh, friend. Yeah. His like name the hack the planet. The one who gets shot. I love how the Sphinx and Mirror Man are, get stuck together because Mirror Man just talks the whole time. But Sphinx and Sphinx doesn't, Sphinx talk, doesn't at all. talk at all. I'm surprised Sphinx doesn't fucking stab him in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically like a Dave Chappelle type character. Oh yeah, he's like he's like the pinball in. Yes, which is Dave Chappelle. (laughs) Yeah. So we assemble the team. They meet. Then they go over the plan. And the plan is to, you know, all of the cars are written uh, and they're using code names so that uh, they can use their cute little (laughs) walkie-talkies. And uh, the police won't know what they're talking about because they're using females' names. I yes. want Nadine. Which is why I listed all 50 Which of one's Nadine? the supporting cast It's a 1967 GTB4. Nadine? It's a Ferrari. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 1967 okay. Ferrari, yeah. 275 GTB4. So then they would just think of you as a money-loving douchebag, is what, no, they, said, as no. what they said in the dealership. Self-indulgent wiener. No, and no, no, no that's the one he's what looking for. Cadillac was. They made it seem like that was a nice Cadillac. Yeah, and, and it was like brand new. They could have just went and bought yeah, it to be honest well, with you. Well, they could have just found it in like a dealership and this yeah. a whole like it's a very pivotal scene in the movie that they have to go stake out this one house and that they have their the laser cut yeah. laser yeah. cut keys. Yeah. No, yeah. those are those are the Mercedes. Those are the Mercedes. Oh. Um, and I like too, though. And I like, too. I like how the hacker kid always just kept saying like and then Timothy Oliphant's like the laser cut, and they say it like in the dumbest way. They're like, laser cut keys, laser cut keys, laser cut keys. So they're going to do it buzz, all in one buzz. night, right? So so, so they assembled, they made the plan, and now they're going shopping. So what that means is that whole day before they do the, the, the boosting of the cars, they go and they you know check out where they are and they figure out how they're going to get into the cars and they figure out how they're going to break into warehouses and figure out where they all are and then that one guy when he went to the dmv for the records mm-hmm. hit that his his uh student was there at the yes she's like no if you're right. tailgating you're supposed to go faster yeah. Let's <laughs> come on. if she was in uh guido's driving school that would be 100 oh so uh, drive with a purpose sorry, can i just ask a question can we talk about the fact that it was only five dollars to give out people's personal information of where they lived and where their cars. It used to be two dollars. Like, One hundred. It used to be two. Bucks. It used to be two dollars. <laughs> this is pre nine eleven. I also don't like how bitchy that woman was. She was like, "Well, it's five dollars a car, ten cars. Do you want a calculator? I nice. want to smack you in the fucking face, bitch." Well, like, then that means so it was- rude. Sorry, Tammy. So during the the time in which they're you know making their plan and going shopping. Detective um, Castlebeck and Drykoff are doing their investigative work, 
and they talked to some people who knew little bits and pieces of what was going on, and they followed um, his name. Oh, Scott Kahn's character, Tumblr, who got the Mercedes keys. The laser, the laser cut, cut keys. keys. Laser cut keys. Laser cut keys. So those laser are cut the keys. those are three of the cars, and those are the Mercedes that the cops are watching. And so on um, shopping day, <laughs> they saw Memphis going to this residential neighborhood and taking Randall Rains. I, I love how Del, Delroy Lindo is his real, his real name. Delroy Lindo. Yeah, Delroy yeah, yeah. Del Lindo. Just how he just kept saying Randall Nick, Nick Cage's character. He's just like, this is not Randall. Memphis. Randall Rains. Everyone Rand- has a first and last name in this movie. Randall yes. Rains. <laughs> So my favorite freakout session was when um, when Frebs, James Duvall's character, brings back to the um, oh yeah <laughs> the warehouse the fifty first car, the car that was not on the list. Is it like an Eldorado? It's an Eldorado, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "This isn't on the list. This isn't on the list. You're Why are you car? pissing cars that aren't on the list? list?" So you think I can only get pizzas, huh? Boosted it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you get it? Actually, the keys were in it. Oh, yeah, well, that kind of defies the point then, don't it? You stole a car that wasn't on the list. You stole a car that wasn't on the list. Why don't you just go to the police station in, in a red clown suit and let everybody know what we're doing here? And he, um, and he's then freaking Delroy- out. He picked it up in Chinatown. It was unlocked. Had the keys in it. Had the keys in it. <laughs> and... They're and, like, and Delroy Lindo shows up. He's like, "You got this over here. Mm-hmm. You got this over here. Then you got this piece of got shit, fifty-six Denali. Yeah, yeah, this piece of shit El Dorado over here. And all the while, there's bricks of heroin in the trunk. Oh, so I, uh, so they spill a little heroin when they were cleaning up the uh, <laughs> a bit. the scene, and they heard the detective. So. They asked the detective to rev the engine real hard, and they got him going. Oh yeah! Sprayed the heroin all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Play, play (laughs) that clip real hard at that point. So they know that he's on to them, and they know that they have to be careful. So then the night of the heists begin, and they play the song. What lowrider? Lowrider. Oh yeah, the one you're hearing right now. Let's ride. Let's ride. Yeah. And all the young kids are just looking around like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> what are the olds doing? They don't know anything about like Based culture. You gotta set Nostalgia. the mood. They don't know anything about having sex or stealing. You gotta get reacquainted with the wheels. So every time they steal a car, they bring it to the shipyard and put it right into a, a shipping container, yeah. container yeah. to be shipped out the next day. It makes sense to do it all in one night. So there were a couple of snafus that night. Um, the dog ate, uh, Otto's dog ate a set of keys. Oh, and, no. Um, the laser cut keys. It was, <laughs> it was Freb who had, or it was poor um, Toby. Now he's got laser shit for the dog to shit to get the keys. Get a Michael Pena cameo. The, a wasted Michael Pena yes. cameo. The ladies, you know, they figured out that the ladies were dirty. And then finally, you know, Memphis... Um, steals Eleanor. Mm. And the final action scene ensues. And what is Eleanor? Can you say Eleanor the exact car? is the 1967 Shelby Mustang GT500. I'm <sighs> hard a diamond and ice storm it's right so now. She is his unicorn. She's always been, you know, something that he's tried to steal that he couldn't. He's tried to steal her twice. Took mm-hmm. her off the Long Beach Pier one time. 
So this she, this scene, uh, they closed down the uh, Vincent Thomas Bridge. It crosses Los Angeles Harbor, okay. and it took a full day to film. They, this was also in um, Charlie's Angels and one other movie. Well, I always say it's not a a, a movie in Los Angeles cop- unless they film it in those um, aqueducts. aqueducts. Yeah, Terminator so, Two, Terminator so, Two, Grease. Yeah. Oh my God, this guy can drive. Uh, yeah. What's the the movie with the the Mini Coopers? Oh, a walk Italian, amongst the tune, tune Italian sense. job. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Captain Crowley's mandolin. All <laughs> the, those. Yes. The last Both the versions. last action scene was imp- improvised. Nicholas Cage went to three different driving schools to learn how to drive oh. for this part, and it was the um, the racing school that made him fall in love with that, and it became a hobby. Uh, everyone else that was a core actor, so Angelina Jolie, Oscar winner, Angelina Jolie, Oscar winner, uh, Robert Duvall, and oh. Nicolas Cage. There are three they in this all movie. Oscar winners. Went to driving school so wow. that they can uh, learn how to drive the cars that are wow. in this movie. Why did Robert Duvall go to driving school? He, he didn't oh, dri- I'm sorry. I'm going to. He he dri- went You're going to stop him because you should. Thank you. He went to car detailing. Ah. Um, oh. He learned how to professionally detail a car for this part. I only have two Oscar winners in my movie. She's three. So, um, best cars, it's kind of obvious. Best freakout session, I already talked about. Yes. Best overall movie, this is like full of action. It's fun. It's funny. The actors are lighthearted. It's a junk food movie that you probably have watched several times um, because it's just the music's good and it's fun. And so... um, So we have... uh, Jimmy, how does it end, though? We haven't heard the ending. So the ending is he drives it to the ground. Yeah. He jumps it in this unbelievable jump on the bridge. Quite unbelievable. Over an ambulance. And then it smashes to the ground and drives away. No, but he saves his brother. He does um, get the car to the dock. Raymond, Raymond Kalitri is not satisfied because the car is broken. That's true. Just and needs a buff. Nicholas Cage uh, has a freakout session there, which is probably better than the other one. Yeah, but anyway, um, he's he freaks out and he's like, "I got you fifty cars in oh. one night." And Raymond Kalitri's like, "Fuck you, I don't care." Forty nine and a half. And I then they have a big fight inside of the warehouse, and then Raymond Kalitri gets pushed over and dies. He falls to his death. And he, Delroy Luna lets him lets uh, Nicholas Cage go. He does. Delroy yeah. is uh, following. Nick Cage around, he realizes earlier on that Raymond Kalitri is the true bad guy because um, he was kind of blackmailed to come back. And then he does he does regenerate though into David Tennant. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Doctor. And And then no, he actually uh, falls into Dimitri or Kalitri. He fell into his own coffin. coffin. Yes. Oh, yes. That symbolism. I thought it was green goo. I thought he turned into the penguin after. But also of carpentry. The detective lets Memphis go again. The team gets together. It seems as though they're going to retire again. Um, and they're all one big happy family. Yes. Yeah. And, they and are. Uh, what's this? And Phoenix Finks. Sphinx. Sphinx actually talks. talks. He talks. He talks. Yeah, yeah. He recites a poem. He says a thing. And it was, uh, you know, very profound. And Nicholas Cage is like, I thought you were from here. I he, thought you were from Long Beach. I you were from Long Beach. He says, fuck bitches, make money. That's exactly what like he says. That. In a British accent, he says, fuck bitches. Right, you got money. four minutes left. Anything else you want to say? 
Um, Do you have a, a favorite car from the movie? Yeah, what's your favorite car? I need to look at all of them. I think, um, <laughs> what's that one at, oh that's outside gosh. the casino that has fire out the edge? Uh, really that's, like, that's a Mercury. I love that, that car. Is a, uh, and it has been slammed and chopped. So. I love that car. It's so low, too. Yes. I love old Cadillac, though. I like the mm. Porsches. Uh, that, I'm a Porsche. I mean, not I the like Eldorado. Not the Eldorado. I, but there's an I mean, Eleanor is like the go-to. I love the Eleanor. Like our 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 mom is. Or a huge... some of the the um some of the are they Ferraris? The old ones. Some of them are the old yeah, the ones. Classic. They pull so out. the most expensive cars on that list are this the the one my favorite the '67, and then there is going to be so crazy a 2000 Toyota Land Cruiser. Is on the list. They hold their value. It's named Kathy. <laughs> there's a Jaguar Kathy. XJ. There's a Jaguar XJ220 on that they list. They steal a limousine very special. in this movie. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah. do it. It's a 2000 Rolls Royce limousine. The old Eldorados, like the 58 and 59. What are their names, Cammy? 58 of of what? The Cadillacs. Oh, they're up there. here. Daniela. Ooh. Carol and Patricia. And Madeline. Oh, Madeline. That's Madeline's the one. They still Aston Martins. You never see them. Mary and Barbara are Aston Martins, a DB7 and a DB1. They, they roll through with the docks. Uh, You've seen with the docks. I, I yeah, well, also, they probably couldn't, af- Tammy. They couldn't afford to get the Aston yeah, Martins probably. in the movie. Yeah, so got, you're good. yeah, 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 what's up? So, this was my first time seeing this movie. Oh, okay. I'm not going to lie. Oh. Uh, actually, yeah, you owe me $5. Cage match movies. It was my first viewing for them all. No okay. shit. Wow. And I have some questions. Were cameras not invented in the year 2000 when they filmed <laughs> this? Because the opening scene where they steal the Porsche, they throw a brick through, and the three guys walk in unmasked. are like, hey, let's steal this Porsche. I got the Just keys. Just be quick about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I need to get my tool. It's a rock. <laughs> my second question is, how was the song Walking in Memphis not played by Mark Cohn? Because his name is Memphis. Rains. Oh, Memphis Rains. Well, because also his real name is Randall. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. I would also like to point out the amazingness of Timothy Oliphant in this movie. I am a huge Timothy Oliphant fan, and he is delicious in this movie. I think he was. Oh yeah. He's, 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 he, but his character is obnoxious. The douchey white cop? Love it. He's the douchey white cop. All I'm saying is she can be mean. I hate that guy so much. Love him. I mean, don't you ever talk about my wife. I, I, I think, All right, yeah. Tammy, you got one, you got one minute and yeah. 25 seconds. Any last, yeah, any so, last comments? Um, So, I, I don't know. It's just fun to watch uh, really expensive cars racing around the city. I've always... Agreed. I don't know if you guys watched or played... Gran Turismo or um, one of us did Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft. Uh, Grand, Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. It's really Grand Turismo because you could drive oh, fast, fun cars, yeah. and um, I don't know. I just grew up watching this movie. And, and only negative I would say is that a lot of it takes place at night, so you actually don't get to see a lot yeah. of the cars, yeah. which is upsetting. Like except for the one well, with the fire. Except for the one with the fire. <laughs> you don't steal cars at during the day. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But I, I kind of wanted to see more of the cars, but. Well, All right. I hope you like my movie. Amazing. And what's what's the fastest everyone's driven in this room? Oh, I really God. have one person. That I, I really know. do not go fast. I'm very scared. <laughs> I think I've gone 105. I feel like that's a question for Guido. And I think I that's, did it. It is a years. it is a weighted question for Guido. Okay. So when I was in Somalia, I reached a top <laughs> speed of what? 129 miles an hour. 129. When? Somalia? Yeah, I was in Somalia. 
Was this during the Somalian riots? This is definitely Black not. Hawk, were you in Black Hawk Down? Dude, I'm telling you that happened, man. But no, this, I wasn't around here. That's for sure. All right, we are going to take a quick break to learn Lucky about for one you, of the. Don't have to finish that answer. Taylor <laughs> Taylor drove a NASCAR and he went. He super did. That's right. Nice. Sorry. Congrats, man. I'm I'm jelly. Thanks. Yeah. What was I like? Amazing. Well, hey, it's Michelle, wild. look look it them up. Amazing. Pocono, po- or you could probably do it in Dover, which yeah, is probably, you probably closer. Could do it in Dover, yeah. But Actually, yeah, you just look up the the raceway experience, and you could do that. So uh, for Christmas, I got Guido a couple laps around the Wells Fargo Center in a Ferrari or a Porsche oh, or so cool. something. You got ten laps. Yeah. And Around the rip Wells somebody's Fargo Center? They'll yeah. put cones in the large parking lot. Oh, cool. Yeah, like the sports complex parking oh, lot. How big it is. So it's That's like, so cool. It's like autocross that you could bring your own car to, but then they have these That's purebreds. Awesome. Nice. I figured since we watched them race around Goodwood yeah, for yeah, days, yeah, 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 yeah. it would be a nice, a nice compliment. Nice. Hell yes. All right. Well, thanks, Tammy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and learn about one of the other amazing podcasts on the network. And then we're going to come back for the final pick for Cage Match. We'll be right back. Bev's Video Kingdom. Because the movies won't talk about themselves. So Andy crawls through this river of shit. He comes out, visits a dozen banks, and no one's like, I'm a little concerned about the guy in the suit. Right. It smells like shit. You mean, you, mean, you mean the guy that literally washed himself in a river full of shit and is supposed to suddenly smell good? Dude, that's completely the mall rat stink palm, which takes like three or four days to wash off. Oh, last time I scratched my ass, it smelled like Bigfoot's dick for a week. Bev's Video Kingdom. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back for the final pick of our second annual cage match, which is... Matt's pick. It's Amanda, Matt, right? Please tell us why, 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 about oh, your movie why? that's going up against Tammy's pick of Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, wrong wrong name. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you get 30 minutes on the clock, and you get to defend your pick in the five categories that we've just discussed before. Are you ready? Let's ride. Three, two, one. My movie came out in 2018. It had a budget of six million. Unfortunately, it had a worldwide gross of 1.6. It kind of, it, it kind of found, <laughs> it kind of found 1.6, 1.6 billion. I'm sorry, million. Bong. It it, oh. it found its it found its um groove in streaming services and stuff like that. But <laughs> sure it it did have it does have a Rotten Tomato score of 91. percent I disagree. With that. How? You sure about that? How many people have rated it? Several. Several. <laughs> that means more than two. My movie. Okay. My movie is Mandy. It was directed by Panos Cosmatos. He's best known for uh, this movie. Um, <laughs> he also was a contributor to Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, and he also played a part in the Quad Pro Quo alum film uh, Tombstone. I've I've watched two of those. And and what part did he play in Tombstone? Oh, he was the lighting and technical uh, camera director of Tombstone. Wow. Head gaffer. The lighting was great in that movie. You've got to watch it somewhere. Now, Uh, if you had said he was like Kurt Russell's mustache groomer, I would have been more impressed. Starring Nicolas Cage, described as utterly in his element by one critic, exceptional and more memorable than past performances by another, and... The perfect role for Cage. 
And it's one he embraces wholeheartedly by a third. Can you also describe the uh, shirt you're wearing right now? I am wearing the shirt from the movie. Oh. What's that mean, though? It has a tiger on yeah, it. What's the tiger mean? It's a big tiger on it. I will be putting out a video of Matt doing a scene from this movie. No so, pants. On social media. No pants. No so pants, So my movie is set in, to quote the IT crowd, uh, it's set in the 80s. <laughs> It's set in the 1980s in the Shadow Mountains. I, I don't know where that is. I'm assuming it's like in the Appalachians. Shenandoah. I was thinking the Appalachians. I was thinking Arkansas. Yeah, Kentucky. Secluded from the rest of the world, quiet lumberjack Red Miller and Mandy Bloom, his gentle artist girlfriend, try to live a peaceful life in the bosom of a perpetually cold and gloomy forest. And then the blissful couple has a fateful encounter with Jeremiah Sand, the drug-addled spiritual leader of the delusional children of the new Dawn cult. The Shadow Mountains are in California. <laughs> I was <Our> closest. <laughs> Which is near Georgia? The land near the Mojave Mojave Desert in Southern California. <laughs> As cruel misfortune leads to pain and sacrifice, the LSD-ridden biker gang of the Black Skulls rob Miller of his happiness, pushing him to the verge of insanity. Now Red's razor-sharp battle axe craves revenge, and no force on Earth can stop him. Is that the synopsis? That's, the, that's a can, very brief synopsis. But movie can stole my blood happiness. appease the restless dead? As I said, Red. it's set in the 80s. Nick Cage plays a guy named Red Miller. He's a lumberjack, where apparently they have to fly him in on a helicopter to his location to cut the stuff down. And then they pick him back up and take him out. He goes back home to his lovely girlfriend Mandy and he has a really fun joke where he's like knock knock who's there Eric Estrada oh, she's God. like Eric Estrada who Eric Estrada from fucking chips it's not a joke it's not I did like his Ford Bronco it's not a Bronco it's a Chevy Blazer it is oh, also Man- down Mandy is played by Andrea Riseborough yes um, <laughs> actually it's pronounced Barry Manilow is it yeah she got into a little bit of a controversy last year when she basically paid to get nominated for an Oscar. Mm. You can do oh, that? Like, uh, Laurie Loughlin and Becky? Yeah, basically. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you can. If you uh, apparently make an indie movie that will put enough money behind you to oh. buy an Oscar nomination. So it's a money thing? It's not a blowy thing? Well, well, it's not a blowy thing since Harvey Weinstein went to jail. Jesus. But, uh, How woke was the movie? Uh, Mandy is like this idyllic artsy fartsy like I like to paint stuff and all that sort of crunchy and granola crunchy granola and red is the if anything you know what I'm I'm gonna akin it to um my favorite in-laws I'm gonna say it's kind of like Kyle and Leah Kyle is great he does big work and stuff and Leah loves doing art and stuff they're he, great he does do big work he does big work he did big work in Guido's kitchen and his bathroom does that mean he had sex in them? I don't know. No, he worked in on. the kitchen and blew up my bathroom. They know a lot about the planets, too. <laughs> yes, and Leah knows a lot about the planets, too. Jupiter. Yeah, and also... Uranus. Is a planet. And, and Galactus, which isn't a planet. It's also, it's a Marvel character that eats planets. Uh, as Mandy's going to work one day, um, this van drives past her, and who's in it but the... What did I say? The, the children of the New Dawn. They are a cult. And their messiah, who is named Jeremiah Sand, sees Mandy and is like, I must have her. Is he also the district attorney for the state of New York? Formerly, 
okay. Well, he's the assistant. Oh, for, I'm sorry, for the city of Manhattan. He is the assistant district the attorney. ADA. Chris oh. Christie also was in this movie, right? What? He was the we mountain. are stronger than the storm. I do have a serious question. Is Mandy in this movie supposed to be attractive? Absolutely not. Well, I mean, if we could sit there and lament... Is she on the same level as Glenn Close? She's a man. (laughs) She had a beard. I mean, if we could sit there and lament uh, in round one about how attractive Sarah Jessica Parker was, I guess we could say something about how I would like to point out that we are arguably um, debating the movies of a man who, in my opinion, is not very attractive. True story. Can we take a moment... Can we, like, take away from us rating the women in these movies oh, no. and just rate the ugliness of Nicholas Cage just saying, in if, these movies if, if you go to a cult leader and the cult leader's like oh my god I must have you I know okay. I need Nick Cage for that but but I will say this cult leaders tend to focus on women who yeah look at the pop, man look like, at the look Manson, at the Manson girls. girls like oh, they yeah. want someone to say like you're beautiful I am because no one's ever told uh, me that oh yep, yep, yep yeah it's not like Charles yeah. Manson was bringing home Sharon Tate and the other ones no Squeaky Fromm is Jody like Foster. is like an oven mitt he, he brought the ugly bitches home that murdered not only that. just not only ugly bitches but ones with low self esteem maybe self-esteem. ones that have been through some trauma one drama chicks that's yeah what, that's things that they do. people that they can that's what they manipulate do. They exactly. call, they, that's what they do so yeah. in order because Jeremiah needs Mandy, apparently. His acolytes go and call up the group of satanic deformed bikers, who I'm just going to call Hellspawn. He summoned, I called them um, Hellraisers. Uh, yeah, Cenobites. He summons them by calling through a, like, a weird-ass conch. Like yeah. he just sits it's there. It's a death whistle. He sits there up on the mountain and he goes... Bizarre. Just like that. And then they just show up, and he's like, like the Ewoks and Jedi. Oh, I think they're gonna say the Mandalorian music. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something out of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they show up, and they're just like, okay, yeah. You know what else we need? We need blood for blood. And then Mandy, always blood for blood. So then Mandy, blood for the blood guy. Their their idyllic retreat is ruined. They are kidnapped. Well, I mean, Mandy is kidnapped, and Red Nick Cage is also taken hostage. Then Mandy is drugged. She is brought before Jeremiah. Jeremiah decides he's going to bear all. Oh, yeah. No one has pants on at this point. Yeah, Literally, hey, brain. look. Why would you wear is, pants if you have a robe on? She doesn't have pants. Nicholas Cage doesn't have pants. I honestly think this is a quad pro quo first where we saw full frontal nudity on a dude. We saw Twonkus. Thank he's goodness, presenting too. Presenting his face. <laughs> Presenting his case to the jury. He is. He's presenting it to the judge. And you know what happened? Mandy fucking sat there and laughed at him. Because <laughs> it she, was funny. She was high on like wasp venom and, and mescaline. She was there. like whopped up on something. And then he oh, was yeah. just like, she was just like. <laughs> Nobody laughs at my dick. He was yeah. like, how dare you, you whore. She so, a little neener. So oh, then, neener, clearly neener, a grower, neener. not a so then, then definitely they, an assistant DA. So then they 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 string Red up, Nick Cage. They string him up to torture him. He's with wearing barbed wire for blood for the blood. You know, blood for blood. They put him up. They put barbed wire around his mouth, oh. and they 
tie him with barbed wire. Red, or Jeremiah then shows up and pulls a knife out, stabs him in the side, like in like crucifying Jesus, basically. Oh. In the same Christ-like Spear thing. Of Long and then to watch, he has to watch as they put Mandy in a burlap sack and set her on fire. Yeah, this I did not like this scene. This Creepy. is hard. I hated this it. is gross. Kevin walked in on this scene and he was just like, mm, white, white people. people. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it was awful. It was, it I was, didn't like it at all. And the, and the worst part is, you know, in real life, Skull, Skull. She had to pay for an Oscar nomination. Well, no, right s- it's no. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, so embarrassing. Skulls wouldn't turn to ash like that. They would still. Well, like Ghost her, Rider would know. Her bone, her Ooh. bones would still be bones. Like at that point. Oh but, yeah. But like he comes down and he goes to grab the bat. He grabs the ashes and like her skull is still in there and then it withers to ashes. He goes back into the house. He sees some. Adult Swim, like, cartoon for macaroni, Cheddar Goblin. Wait, <laughs> no. the dog cheddar? No, the cheddar, it's... You're some imitation bitch. He's sit there watching this, he's watching oh, the TV, yeah, and there's yeah, this yeah. thing called Cheddar Goblin, which apparently was directed by some Adult Swim guy who did, like, too many wow. cooks or whatever. Then what happens is... He he falls asleep, he wakes up, and then he has what I will nominate as my freak out. Where he goes into the bathroom. Wearing the shirt you're wearing. Wearing the shirt that I'm wearing, which our listeners will be able to see later oh, in I'm the video that a I video. did. Where he sits there, he's freaking out, he's just going. Because he's also, at the same time, he's chugging vodka while pouring it over the wounds from the barbed wire and his stab wound. He's just unhinged now. It's just, ah! Tammy, is this medically accurate? Would vodka help? Well, it's, I mean, steri- it says, it, it's sterilizing the shit. Yeah. But then it would make you bleed more, though. Does he do anything after that, or he just, he just pour vodka over it? Well, I, I'm assuming he changes his shirt and he puts on some pants. Because he goes to his buddy's house. He goes to his buddy, um, I'm just going to call him Quad Pro Quo alum, Bill Duke. I'm sorry. Uh, from Commando. Uh, David uh, Duke's brother-in-law. Ooh, who, no. Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anybody that knows Bill Duke, that's not David Duke's <laughs> not relative. David Duke's brother-in-law. And he, ge- he kind of gives him the lowdown on who he's going after. He's like, oh, yeah, you're... You're Is run- he dry shaving with a Bic razor? Not yet. No? Okay. But he's like sitting there like, you're going after the group called the Black Skulls, which are these crazy motherfuckers that are all hopped up on crazy LSD and cocaine. By the way, I kept your crossbow here that you left here. And By I- the way. <laughs> and you I might got- need this on your, your journey. Your crossbow is here. And I got these totally awesome arrows that I homemade that will go through bone like butter. And I'm going to make my own axe. Yes, he then, he then he goes. That in, in he's an industrious hours. fellow. He then makes his. I watched that show on the History Channel. 
Don't get me started. He oh, then, forged in fire? Yes. Oh, man. You got to start with the Damascus 1033 steel. There's no okay? way that. And then oh, you got to put white out in the tin. In that amount of time. You got to say it in your voice. A fun, a, fun goo, a fun goof about this movie is he starts by like pouring aluminum into that into mm-hmm. that mold. And then it it's turns not gonna, out being uh, forged out of steel. It's not going to be a hard edge. I also edge. have a fun fact. <clears throat> Sorry. I also have a fun fact is that. Uh, the drug combination that the cult used was the same combination of drugs that Stephen King used when directing Maximum, Maximum Overdrive. That sounds That's why it's so good. That is on point. Oh, it was scary. Guido, thank you for that. Oh my that god, what so a terrifying scary. movie, right? Oh my I was scared god. shitless. We barely so made it out alive. So Red forges his axe, which is called the Beast, which is loosely based off of the letter F of the band Celtic Frost's logo. Those of you that know who Celtic Frost is, I think Guido hey, hey, is. Hey, no one. Yeah. If Guido it's like Iced Earth. If Guido That's doesn't random. know who Celtic Frost is, then he's a fucking poser. That's random. <laughs> <laughs> How much time? Tammy, so, time check. Red chases after the... Uh, Nick, 15 minutes. Nick Cage uh, chases after the biker gang. He shoots one with the arrow off their motorcycle. He shoots another one, and then he... Gets into his Chevy Blazer and is riding down the road after them and rams into one with a Chevy Blazer. What color is the movie right now? Oh, God. Uh, so many colors. It's red. All right. Okay. It's red. All right. It's we're red. in the 28 minutes of red. Yeah, I feel like the whole movie's red or orange. So then after he wrecks after he wrecks into that car, another one of the bikers takes him and nails his, takes him back to their hideout and nails his hand to the ground. Oof. Another hand tied to a pipe. He starts freaking out. This isn't my freak out. I already said my freak out, but I could be like everyone else and say, "This whole movie you is going a freak to. out." We all, you were going. We all to. adjusted that, so you can't use that anymore. I know. I like how everyone else is so generalized. Yeah, I, I didn't do that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We also I did all, not choose a movie. We also all picked an individual scene. Yeah, I know. So your little argument is kaput. Ghost Rider has a great freakout scene. So he takes, he takes, <laughs> he's able to unhinge apart a pipe and starts slamming it into the one guy. He has another fight where he grabs a box cutter after he's escaped. He fights a guy who has a knife cod piece, which you see gets erect as he snorts crazy ass cocaine and watching eighties porn. Disgusting. And he fights him. I it's just, blocked all of this out. Yeah. You know? Balls and, and ass. Is this like seven? And the, yeah, it's kind of yeah, like seven. It was yeah. okay, but the difference is you actually see it instead of just a little Polaroid picture of what it looked like. In yeah, seven. yeah. And the Polaroid. actor that played this guy did not get canceled either. Mm. Who played him? Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah Kevin he's Spacey. he's coming back. Don't worry. He's uncanceled. So, oh, I thought you meant the guy who who was wearing the cod piece and stuff. That's no, what I, I thought said, you were no, talking no, no, about no. too. So Nick, so him. so Nick Cage. Slits Codpiece's throat with a box cutter, <laughs> gets blood spilled all over him. Then another guy shows up and starts shooting at him with a gun. He's then like, "You're in my shit!" and snaps his neck like kung shed. fu style. For the listeners, S H E D. No, he said shit. Oh, you're okay. in my shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tammy, what kind of bloodboard pathogens would be all over? Oh, at this point? medical question. It depends on what AIDS, diseases right? these people 
If they watched Honeymoon in Vegas, HIV. Hepatitis A through Q. Yeah, I have to do a so then, pathogen training every year, so I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, oh. well, then you, you would know I couldn't oh. answer that question oh. at this okay. moment. So then he then he decides <laughs> he's going to snort some of their crazy-ass cocaine. Because why not? And it's al- there. And also take a little bit of some his... Mescaline? He's going to take a little bit of their crazy LSD. Wait, is this California? Mm-hmm. Is, is it... Are we sure it's heroin or cocaine? <laughs> Well, no, they're all white, so they're it's cocaine. They're all white, so it's and probably LSD. like something. What it type could of be anything. indigenous people that we get this from? It's they're probably they're like, lines of vitamin C. It's probably like peyote or something. So then, and they're in the middle of nowhere. The next biker is just standing there watching a car set on fire, and he shoots him with the bow and arrow, shoots him through the throat, and the guy doesn't die. So he takes his axe, which is aptly titled The Beast, and shoves the pointy end through his throat. And the guy's like, she's still burning, talking about Mandy. And then he takes the axe and cuts his head off. Amazing. And then Sean William Scott pops out, dresses a minotaur. The and beast! Says, Unleash the beast! Unleash the beast! <laughs> and then... If only. So then the next morning, he's going out. He's going after the, the cult people. And he catches up with the guys that are driving the van that kidnapped Mandy. He finds out where they're staying he shoves the pointy end into the guy that called on the Hellspawn. He tells him where Jeremiah is, which leads it to the penultimate action scene of this movie, where the final adversaries are there before Jeremiah, which ends in an amazing Kurosawa-esque uh. chainsaw fight. Mm. It's Kurosawa is like, you know, the pen. He's the samurai. He's like basically the samurai epics. Yes. All right. Lone Wolf. Well, even better than Lone Wolf. Like Yojimbo, Magnificent Seven. Like you're picturing a a samurai. Like just basically picture Kill Bill. You know, the samurai. Seven samurai. The the sword fights. Sword, you know, the samurai sword fights. But just. Imagine it where one of them is Nicolas Cage. The other one is some other guy. It's at night. There's a fire somewhere. So imagine it, but completely reversed and not as good. And then imagine... red. And then imagine... No, we're in in normal color now. Oh, okay. It's blue. Yeah, we've gone to 1989 at this point. Because if it was Curse, I would be in black and white, basically. And And they are fighting with chainsaws now. It's exactly the same as Kurosawa. The one guy has Nick Cage has a regular chainsaw. The big bad has a big like a logger like a what's a regular chainsaw? Well, like a regular like twenty four inch chainsaw blade. The other guy had like a forty eight inch. So like Ash from Evil Dead. It's like it's like Ash. If Nick Cage was Ash with the regular chainsaw, the other guy had Ash times two. Big like, have you ever watched those lumberjack games big where axe they, like, energy. slice things up and everything? It's really dope. I have not. I like those, I like like those games. They do it all the time. Well, I've watched those They got to go they, like, down, up, and down. So they got to cut. The log thing, the log thing. Yeah. So they, they have to make three cuts. So they have this big fight. They both get uh, disarmed, but Nick Cage finds a chain that he then wraps around. He From throws, the chainsaw? He, he takes a chain, he wraps it around, and throws it at the other guy's neck, and brings him down onto the still running chainsaw, which bisects him. I do like the bisect scene. What sex? Who has sex with him? Butt sex? James Conn. 
James Todd has sex. Whoa, whoa. Um, I mean, I could see that about James Split him with his peen. That would not be safe because the the chainsaw would turn off because nobody's holding down the button. Oh, Very yeah. impractical movies. Yeah. Well, there are safety I didn't say. Well, this was the 80s. Here. Oh, Thank- it was the 80s. I forgot. I thought yeah. you were like, <laughs> no safety mechanism. No, 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 no. Thank, no, thank you. Thanks you ha- to, that's how you turn it on. Thanks to Taylor yeah. Saver. Once it's on, you don't have to do that anymore. Thanks to Taylor yeah. Saver President Ronald Reagan, there were no safety regulations then. It was ah, all for business doing stuff. As it should be. Thank you, President Reagan. Reagan smash. So then... So then Nick Cage enters the satanic chapel where Jeremiah is left. He sees one of the one woman that like helped kidnap Mandy. This has more twists than Snake Eyes. I can't even She was it. like, <laughs> she's like, she's it's like, I'll totally have sex with you now. And I'm also awesome at having sex. Is Mandy still alive? At no, this Mandy's no, dead. Okay. Like okay. I can't remember. And then he cuts her head off and throws it at Jeremiah in his little altar where he's like, God is in here right now. Is that the ADA? Yes. You can't affect me because God is in here. And he's like, he's freaking out because the the head was just thrown at him. So he's freaking out. Well, that is unsettling. For some. He gets down down on his... Not return to Oz. He gets down on his knees... The, the ADA gets down on his knees. Is like, hey. he's like, hey man, hey, I'll suck your dick. I'll suck your dick if you let me go. I'll suck your dick, man. That's so gross. Does he say that? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll even suck I your have dick. Blocked this movie. To out. which then Nick Cage, Nick Cage just looks down at him, covered in blood and everything. He's like, I'm your god now, and smashes his head with his bare hands. And that is cool. the part where I was like, that is fucking impossible. Ah, and then medical I Googled expert it. here. There we go, Tams. Yeah, I love you how them. you're like the medical expert now. I, I, no, because I where is at the, the moment, not even the mountain can crush in. a skull with his hands. Where does the guy from Barbarian come? Oh, in? I skipped that in the synopsis. I have like five minutes left. So, oh, okay. I do have a, a do. statement that the the cult thing reminded me of uh, very Midsummer, the way it was shot. Yes. Oh, it was, uh, great. It was oh, yeah. mid and that church, in that church, church, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, the mid for sure. Scene just reminded me of a movie I watched last night. It reminded me of the lawnmower man of him like I am God I love that movie alright <laughs> down, down to our categories Number five minutes one, down to our categories uh, best freak out while the first uh, again as I've said before while the first hour of this movie is a slow build it picks up once Mandy the first is dead hour <laughs> it, oh it's building I could honestly argue that the whole second half of the movie is, you know, Nick Cage freaking out. No. But I digress. <laughs> I would nominate Red's freak out in the bathroom after Mandy died. Ah. Where he is just in there screaming, chugging, and sterilizing yes. his wounds with vodka and sets out for revenge. Okay. Another great freak out is when he's like, you're in my shit. You're in my shit. Then you only need to pick one freak out. I know, but also Nick Cage apparently... Uh, when interviewed about this movie, he described his performance as inspiration because uh, he found out that his wife was divorcing him. Which one? Um, Alice Kim Cage, the one that he was married to for like 14 years. So like his one with all of his, his current name. kids. 
Oh. Okay. So he's like, I had to do it. So- I had to bring it out somewhere. He's been married like four or five times. Was Alice the name of a car and gone in 60 seconds? Probably. I don't think so. I don't think I read Alice. Roll the tape. All right. So now, uh, category two. Again, while the first half of the movie is slow, once it hits the second, <laughs> once it hits the second act, it does not let up. And unlike my opponent, and unlike my opponent's film, this action is all over the place rather than one note char one note car chases. Each scene in which Cage enacts his revenge is relentless we and brutal. Do this to each other. <laughs> I respect he, for you. I do too. He dispatches his enemies with an animal-like brute force, which he needs every ounce of since his opponents are beyond human themselves. <laughs> you have to pick a specific action scene. Oh yeah, well the chainsaw fight scene. Okay. The uh, the, the, uh, the action heightens to a loud crescendo as Cage faces the final squad of goons before his ultimate revenge in an epic Kurosawa sword fight but with fucking chainsaws. Love chainsaws. It ends with him wrapping a chainsaw around a guy's neck and bringing it down upon a running chainsaw. Fucking brutal. Best supporting cast. None. (laughs) Best supporting cast. One dick. You're climbing a California mountain here. Best supporting cast. Not one in the Appalachian. Not in Kentucky either. Best supporting cast, of course, my film is a small indie horror movie compared to a, all out. compared to a blockbuster remake. So the cast is smaller, which sucks, but gives more screen time to our boy <laughs> and lets him carry the film, which he does fantastically. It sucks. So but, no, so no supporting cast. No, but no the film, supporting cast. But the film does have a talented supporting cast, nonetheless, including Andrea Riseborough, paid for an Oscar, who played the titular character Mandy, known from other films like Never Let Me Go, Birdman. And The Death of Stalin was recently nominated for an Academy Award for To Leslie. And in none of these movies or my pick does she play a white woman with dreadlocks. She didn't even play anything in her movies. She was the one that bought the fake blood. She just wheeled it onto the set. Linus Roach, who plays Deluded Messiah. He also doesn't play a white woman with dreadlocks. Richard Blake, who was in the movie Barbarian, which everyone likes. Loved it. He's a that guy who wasn't a white woman He's with dreadlocks. disgusting in that movie. Speaking of, okay, next category, best cars. I'm accepting the L on this. I'm really just hoping that Guido yells at Tammy for not picking several cars that he thought was great. Mm-hmm. And I'm also hoping for when Tammy, too, listens to this episode, he yells at both of you for getting, for forgetting the third cars. But Red drives a... Black and red Chevy Blazer with a 1979 grill. Children of the New Dawn are riding around 1983 Ford. And there are also motorcycles and four-wheelers. Best movie. Again, I can only stress how this movie was just a perfect vehicle for Nick Cage. Anyone else in this part wouldn't have done it. For me, it was a great homage to classic 70s progressive rock because, you know, they used King Crimson. Classic Revenge. Classic revenge movies like Death Wish and surreal, colorful horror movies akin to the great works of Dario Argento. It's really just one of those movies that after watching, you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Yes. But not in a bad way. All your time. It just sticks with you. And then you get other people to watch it and watch their reactions. Meanwhile, it doesn't have cringe like what's better, having sex or stealing cars or wasting talent that is Timothy Oliphant or Michael Pena. Not to mention the weird cult in my movie isn't real. Did I mention the white woman with dreadlocks? You're done. 
Someone hey, used their entire time. I just got to say. It doesn't uh, matter. Matt does have like five pages of notes. Jesus Very Christ. well researched. Uh, but you forgot the number one fun fact of the movie that I actually read was the first hour and 30 minutes were left to be empty so that dads could fall asleep and stay asleep <laughs> while watching it. You also never told your dick showing story about how he showed his dick for equality with women or something like that. So did Louis C.K. Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, nope, nope, you're done. Right. He knew no she would time. like it, you know? All right, well, thank you, Matt. That was Mandy. So now we are going to vote in the following five categories and crown winner for cage match round two. And then we are going to put the winner of round two against the winner of round one and crown the ultimate cage match winner. Best freak out. I actually have to give it to Mandy on this one because I don't really think that there's not a good freak out in Gone in 60 Seconds in my opinion. You bought a car that wasn't on the list. I would actually like, if I was going to do a freak out, I would give it to Raymond Kalish. be like, do I look like an asshole? Like yeah. that. But yeah. that's not Nicolas Cage, so I'm going to go with Mandy on that. Tammy? <clears throat> um, I mean, if I just watched my wife be burned to death, or my woman yeah. to be burned to death, I would probably freak out. So Mandy. So Mandy. Okay. Taylor? Best freak out? I will also go with Mandy. You know, who doesn't love a good chugging vodka in your bathroom? Scene? Absolute. We've all been at those lows after our girlfriends got brutally killed by... Cold. Been there yeah. so many I'll times. never forget. Yeah, never forget your first time. Matt? Well, I mean, the video will be out. Yes, yeah. But I reenacted my favorite freak out while wearing this shirt. Okay. Guido? Mandy. Okay. All right. Uh, best cars. Oh, my. I, I mean, gone in 60 seconds. I mean, there's. We're just. Do gone we all in 60 need seconds. To say it? Do we all need to say it or. Well, is, I mean, is anyone picking Mandy at this point? That dump truck of an ass that was Carla Gugino. I will vote for Mandy. <laughs> no, I'm gone in 60 seconds. I will say the Chevy Blazer gave strong A team vibes yeah. uh, with the black. And, and also, red. and hey, shit, man. I mean, that's where you heard Reagan talking in the radio in yeah, the Chevy Blazer. But it was still gone in 60 seconds. Oh, yeah. Right. No. Eleanor, Across Eleanor, Eleanor. Okay. Uh, Action. Action and violence. I am actually going to vote for Mandy because I love a chainsaw. <laughs> and uh, I do like the weird look to the camera with the blood all over his face. So, um, because I feel like even though it's good in Gone to Sand, it's just car chase scenes. And I would rather prefer like actual like gore. So I'm going to go with Mandy. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm going to go with Gone in 60 Seconds. Amazing. Taylor? I'm going to abstain until the end because I think oh. we're going to be at a, a deadlock on this one. Well, this isn't the final category. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. Uh, dude, the freak out scene with the chainsaws was 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 crazy. So I, I got to go with that. I love a good car chase scene, but I don't even think this is Nick Cage's best car chase scene. And I'm not even talking about Ghost Rider. Oh! Matt? <laughs> I mean, I know I just nominated the chainsaw, but just again, like I said, it's just... a. There was more variety overall, but I will have to say Chainsaw. Uh, Guido. It doesn't but, matter now. Well, still vote. For Tammy's oh, it's, total it's, tabulation. It has one of the best car chase scenes it's got in a great, cinema oh, no, history. No one's so. denying that. Oh, no. no. I, I love it's the, all a preference. I love the part where the where the giant, you know, the wrecking ball slams the one car into the... Love that. And then Timothy Oliphant's like... Hey man, you okay? You just went through a wall. You just went through a fucking wall. I love Timothy Olyphant. Supporting cast. This I will go gone in sixty seconds because there is no one in Mandy other than the ADA with his dick, 
And um, and who would vote for that? There Gross. was a penis in that movie. And I love me a Timothy Elephant. All right. And I'm going to also vote for okay. 60 Seconds. Taylor? I uh, got to go with another uh, Godfather alum, Robert Duvall. Going 60 Seconds. Love oh, that that's right. And, He's the consigliere. Pro- and progeny of James Conn. Yes, I mean, yeah. come on. Yes. Go. Matt? Giving it up to quad pro quo alum, Bill Duke. <sighs> He's going to go with Mandy. I'm going with Mandy. Guido? You, yeah, you know it's constant. Okay. All right. Final round. Best overall movie. Okay. Anyway, I love you, but I can't watch me no! again. No! <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You and Guido shouldn't get to talk because you guys fucking talked the whole movie. Oh, my God. You're not allowed to act like this. Well, you totally did, though. Gone in 60 seconds. But I watched it again. No, you didn't. You can't Gone prove that. Gone in 60 that. seconds. No, you didn't. Tammy, right. you're a I'm, I'm also going to no, vote for my movie, Gone in 60 Seconds. So, Guido? Yes. Gone in 60 Seconds? Yes. Okay. Matt? Mandy. All right. Taylor? You're not really the deciding vote. I, I know it doesn't matter. Um, I will say that, uh, once again, first time seeing any of these movies, I did enjoy Mandy for its indiness and its creepiness and, and fun factor, but for the, the watchability factor, I got to give it to Gone in 60 Seconds. Or yes. gone in 60 seconds. Sorry. Yes. And the winner of Cage Match Round 2 is... Gone in 60 seconds. Woo! All right. So, round one, Honeymoon in Vegas versus round two, Gone in 60 seconds. We are not doing the five rounds. You are just picking your favorite. Who would like to go first? Gone in 60 seconds. Guido is voting for Gone in 60 seconds. Wow, Guido, you're choosing the car movie. That's yeah. so absurd. I'm Matt? <laughs> stepping away from myself. I'm gonna pick Honeymoon in Vegas. Tammy. I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Gone in Sixty Seconds. Matt. Uh I'm going to pick uh Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, Taylor, our oh unofficial boy. arbiter, you are the tiebreaker. Ooh, this is tough. This is really tough. Yes. I, I will have to say that while I love both movies, I have to go with my heart and that would be Honeymoon in Vegas. I know, yeah. Good going, Yay! Allie. Way to go, Allie. For the Congrats. Yay! Congrats. Yay! With a romantic comedy. She's a winner, Harry. Ah, oh, that was amazing. Good job, well, everybody. This is this is a great second annual cage match. I really appreciated it. I think we all picked really different movies. Yes. And, you know, I think it was fun. Yeah, we had a good spread. It was a really good spread. I enjoyed the challenge of trying to convince you my bad movie was good. Yeah, you did a good job. Didn't. Come to fruition, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so next month, which is February, I'm we have forward to this. We have such a special month. month, you guys. We are doing Taylor Swift X's month. Oh. So each of us is going to pick a movie starring a Taylor Swift ex-boyfriend. Yes, we know she is desperately in love with Travis Kelsey. None right of now. us give a fuck about that. Right now. Right now. We are going to... He hasn't done any movies. In sift. honor of Valentine's Day. We are going to sift scorned lovers. We are going to sift through the sift Swifty X's. And each of us are going to pick a movie starring a Swift X. And I get first pick. And I am picking Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> My movie came out in 2015. It stars Tom Hiddleston, Jessica Chastain, and Mia Wasikowska. It was directed by Guillermo del Toro. It is Crimson Peak. Mm. And you can watch Crimson Peak on Netflix. 
All right. Better than awesome. YouTube. <laughs> well, I would just like it's too to good say, for YouTube. Oh, yes. And Taylor, uh, yeah. thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I, I love the pod. I listen to it every week and I recommend it to anybody who likes movies. And I've actually talked to some people who did listen to the podcast that you don't know. So it doesn't matter if I tell you their names or not. But uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I used to do a podcast and it was a good time. Um, so I kind of missed the back and forth. And I stuff, do so. miss pros and bros. Yes. yes. Uh, thank you for having me. And this of was course. a blast. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you for, for coming. coming. And when you do Taylor Appreciation Month, I expect Allie to watch Wild Wild West. <sighs> we were, well, well, I mean, we were West. thinking, because, uh, you know, normally we do the birthday months. We do it on in, you know, and I know yours is September. Well, either way, it would be an appreciation month. I mean, not specifically specifically for you because we were maybe floating a back to school month. And I would do Saltburn or like a teacher appreciation Why? month. Oh, nice. They're not going back to school. Watch that again. You wouldn't. Oh, I would. This has nothing oh, to do with going back There's a to lot. school. They go back to school in the opening scene. There's a, they go to college. There's a lot of come at the at the bottom That's of that. Back drain. to school. It doesn't have Kurt Vonnegut Still in it, needs to be He was up. definitely on the supplements. There were gallons of cum. Cum. He had Lots of it. so right. much big cum. All right. I got a All right. plus. All I'm right. canceling the check. All right. We are at Quad Pro Quo Pop across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Stop. we are part Please of- cut this out. We are, oh, start over. Okay. Start over. Stop. Oh, wait. Can I say one more of thing? Of course. I'm sorry. You can absolutely sorry. say one more thing. Go for I it. Will, I'm actually highly disappointed because there was no slut counter. Oh, <laughs> we're about the sluts. You know? I only said hot to Timothy Oliphant. I mean, um, <laughs> unfortunately, the the unfortunately, cult. The, no, Oliphant. no. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, the the terrible only, cult people. I mean, Angel, Angel is really hot in that movie too. But the, the lips, the so terrible, high. the terrible Fucking cults, sluts. the terrible <laughs> cult people called Mandy a slut a few times. But that was derogatory, so that's why we didn't count. And it. one of my favorite lines from the podcast was Guido's line in True Lies, where he refers to Jamie Lee Curtis as a frumpy pig. <laughs> so I will say that us bashing attractive women or not so attractive women uh, the frumpy pig counter I'll li- I'll do that after I listen to the sode alright <laughs> I'm so sorry Jamie Lee Curtis sorry mom <laughs> we are at quad pro quo pod across Facebook Twitter and Instagram and we are part of the deluxe edition network you can learn more about us and the other podcasts on the network at deluxe edition network.com featured podcasts for the month of January are Bev's video kingdom barrel aged flicks and kindness matters podcast you can just suggest a theme month on our website or on social media and please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts and until Taylor Swift X's month Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye.